right away, my kind of attorney alarm bells went up to think about the legal implications of AI and ChatGPT having artificial intelligence create content that people are using in their businesses. And so that was just kind of what sparked these initial questions of, for me, of course, the big one is around copyright and who owns this content? What does it mean for those that are creating content? You're listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gillis, copywriter, word magic maker, and owner of What Sarah Said. On this podcast, you'll feel empowered to show up online in a way that has you saying, that's so me. Let's get started. Welcome to the Copywriter On Call podcast. I am your host, Sarah Gillis, and I'm logging some on-call hours today with Sarah, an attorney for coaches and online business owners. After several years at a law firm and a few career jumps, Sarah ended up falling in love with online business and loves helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams in a smart and protected way. She is also a wife and mama, traveler, and food and wine lover. When she's not at her computer, she loves hanging out with her kiddos, having wine with friends, flying around the globe, and connecting with other online business owners. I am so thrilled to welcome Sarah to the Copywriter On Call podcast today. Thanks so much for being here, Sarah. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. Yes, absolutely. So let's dive right in. I would love for you to introduce yourself and share a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, I'm an attorney. I work with coaches and online business owners. My company is Destination Legal, and we really, it's our mission to empower business owners to legally protect themselves with contracts and trademarks. And we do that in a couple different ways. We have a template shop where we have digital, downloadable, do-it-yourself contracts, terms, policies. And then we also have a done-for-you registered trademark for brand protection. And I've been doing this going on seven years now, and I'm sure like many of your listeners, I started this business because I wanted freedom, I wanted flexibility, I wanted to be able to travel and work when I want and where I want, and it's really been an amazing journey. Yes, absolutely. And I love the name of your business, Destination Legal. Tell me a little bit about that. How did that come about? Yeah, so it took, if anyone has named a business, it's a process, right? And so... For me, it was a lot of brainstorming. And as an attorney, as a trademark attorney, one of the things I always do when I'm naming something is see if it's trademarked, see if it's available, see if there's a domain available. So there were a lot of things that weren't. And I kept having to come back to the drawing board. And I was thinking about what I wanted the business to mean, some of me that I wanted to bring in. And travel has always been a huge passion of mine. And so one day I remember I was walking along Lake Michigan and it just kind of came to me. And I really liked kind of the double meaning of destination legal, meaning the destination on the internet for legal for online business owners, but also what wherever your business adventures take you, wherever I might be, destination. It's really not about the destination, but the journey of getting there. And I kind of liked bringing in that travel piece as well. Yeah, I love that so much. And totally not surprised that you started with what's available and what's trademarked. That's totally on brand for you. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. 
Wonderful. Well, I think we met at the Empower Her event late last year. And after I met you, I immediately started following you in lots of different places. But recently this spring, you sent out an email all about chat GPT. And that really got my guns going because, of course, as a copywriter, this is a hot topic in my industry as well as any sort of content creation industry. And you brought a legal perspective to it, which I was fascinated by. So again, that's the purpose of our episode today is just to kind of dive in to think about what are the legal considerations we need to think about if and when we use ChatGPT. So I would love to hear a little bit about why ChatGPT is on your radar as a lawyer. Yeah, well, I consider myself a little bit of a latecomer. I know it's been around for a few months and months, and I kind of avoided it. I was just like a little bit overwhelmed. And then a couple months ago, I decided to just dive in. And as an attorney, I specialize in intellectual property, one of which is copyright, which is the protection of content and things that we create. And so right away, my kind of attorney alarm bells went up to think about the legal implications of AI and ChatGPT having artificial intelligence create content that people are using in their businesses. And so that was just kind of what sparked these initial questions of, for me, of course, the big one is around copyright and who owns this content? What does it mean for those that are creating content? Yeah, of course. And just to distinguish for the listeners, copywriting, which is what I do, is different from copyright, as in R-I-G-H-T. That would be the protection piece. Copywriting is the actual writing of the pieces in between, kind of the writing of the website copy, the content creation itself. So there's a little bit of a difference there. You're on the legal side. I'm on the more creation side. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, absolutely. It is confusing. I know it's confusing copywriters versus copyright. And so copyright, just to give a little background on copyright law, copyright protection is automatic. So when you create something, whether you're a copywriter, a photographer, an artist, whether you're making a film or jewelry or writing a book or writing a course, that content is yours. The person that wrote it, the human that wrote it, owns it and nobody else can use it, can sell it, can update it without the original owner's permission. And then to take it a step further than that, in the US and in most countries, copyright law, as I said, is automatic. However, if you want to bring a claim for copyright infringement, you have to have registered that copyright with the government, with the copyright office, And you do that by submitting your work, whether it's, again, lyrics to a song or something you composed or a photograph or a blog post or an ebook. And then there is this extra added layer of protection should someone steal that content. Sure, sure. And that's what's bringing ChatGPT into question is that that idea of ownership. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. So let's dive in here. I mean, I've been asked quite frequently about if I'm worried about chat GPT. And I don't think that anyone can ever replace a human bringing the writing to the table. But you did share five different legal issues that business owners should consider. And I think it's important, especially as a copywriter or someone who does create unique writing, unique art, like you were describing, it's important to just be aware of these things. So can you walk us through those five different considerations you shared in that really helpful email and the blog post as well, which we'll link in the show notes? 
Do you ever wish you actually had a copywriter on call? That's what's possible when you book a VIP day with me. From a website copy polish or a custom long form sales page to an email welcome sequence or launch sequence, I'll flex my done for you muscles and take on your top priority to do's in a half day or a full day VIP experience. Whether you've got one project or a full slate of copy related tasks, I'll work behind the scenes to craft word magic that feels authentic to you and your brand. By the end of the day, you'll have your project in hand or implemented live on your website or email list. If this sounds like exactly what you need, head on over to whatsarahsaid.com slash VIP to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I think, and we'll dive into this more, but I think AI and ChatGPT is great. I think there's a lot of good uses for it, but I don't think you need to go take down your shingle or anything like that because there is a human element that just is not going to be able to be replaced. And I think people understand that. And if anyone has used ChatGPT, you realize what comes out is very different than what you would write in your own voice. So there were a couple of different things that I focused on. One of the most interesting and one that I know people are not following is that technically under the terms of ChatGPT, you're supposed to disclose to your audience if the content you're releasing is purely written by ChatGPT. Now, I know people aren't doing this, right? They're having ChatGPT write an email or write a social media post, and then they're just putting it out there, not saying, hey, P.S., this was written by AI. Whether the company is going to police that, I doubt it. But I just found it interesting that as part of their terms, they were saying, hey, you should let your audience know that you actually didn't write that. So that was kind of one of the more interesting things to learn about that. Right. And I think with ChatGPT, a lot of folks are using it for brainstorming purposes. And I think if that's your impetus, like if that's your spark, and then you then create it and use your own kind of pieces and parts of, okay, well, ChatGPT suggested this outline for a blog post. If you take that and then implement it on your own, what are your thoughts about that? Is that Is that ownership then mine, even though I used the outline that ChatGPT generated for me? Yes, so it is. And I think that's great using it for brainstorming. And once you put your spin on something, once you take it and update it and put that human element into it, it is yours because nobody else then can have the same thing. So one of the issues that I talked about in the blog post was that someone else, if you type in something, Bill down the street could actually type in the same thing and have the same answer. And then there, it's not original content, right? So the thing about your own content and copyright is that it is created by you in your mind. So even if you're using it as an outline, even if you're taking the bones of something and putting your own spin on it, once you do put your spin on it, then it is your original content. Right. Absolutely. And so I think that gave a lot of ease to my mind as a writer because it's a useful tool and it can be a useful tool, but not if you simply just churn out what it gives you. And as a writer, I think that someone who utilizes it for brainstorming purposes can kind of generate that spark. I mean, everybody hits writer's block, right? And so I think that if it's coming to that point where you're like, okay, well, I got to turn something out here and you utilize it for brainstorming purposes, 
then taking that and adding in your human element, I think that will ease a lot of minds. But again, that disclosure piece is so interesting. And I know that when it comes to trademarks, things that you and I have talked about before is that a trademark is only good if you enforce it. If you have the other side of it where you're like, hey, cease and desist, please, and kind of communicate with that person who's in violation. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're very different things, right? Because trademark is when you're actually, you own something, you own the name, you own your brand, it's a business asset, and you do have to enforce it. And the same can be said about copyright. Like if you own the register copyright, if it's your book and somebody else starts selling it, it is still up to you to enforce that as well. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's important. I think it's important to think about that. When it comes to the idea of that privacy piece, can you talk a little bit about that in terms of chat GPT or other AI? I think that when it comes to the privacy piece, it's interesting. I mean, we talked about the similarity concept, but also just the privacy point of view. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I am one of those people that believes that nobody, we don't have privacy. It just doesn't exist. And it doesn't bother me really. And I know other people feel very differently, but ChatGBT's terms clearly say like, we're watching you, we're collecting all of this data, we're storing it, we're using it. So anything you're typing into ChatGPT, somebody else could be watching. The company certainly has the rights too. So that's just something to keep in mind that what you're creating I can't think of an instance where it would be a big deal. But again, if companies start using this and they're putting trade secrets and certain things within ChatGPT, they just need to know that it's not private. Right. And I think, too, if they're monitoring what it is that we're doing, perhaps that enforcement that comes in later, whether we're utilizing it in an ethical manner, that could be eyeballs on it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you bring up a really good point because let's say somebody writes a book, I'm using air quotes for those of you that aren't watching the video, writes a book, submits it for copyright registration, tells the copyright office that they wrote it, and later someone finds out that actually ChatGPT or other AI wrote it, they're going to want to go back and look at those records and they're going to be there, right? So even if you delete something within your own AI system, I guarantee you it's still there on the back end. And so I think you're right. It will be something that I know there's going to be lawsuits. There are going to be issues coming up around chat GBT and other AI. And that's going to be something that lawyers will be looking at during discovery and utilizing all of the data that is being stored. Right. I think too about as from a teacher perspective, since I'm a former teacher, I think too about plagiarism and about utilizing AI like chat GPT to write essays. I think yes. that's just red flags in my mind. It is. And as a college student, I would be so tempted. I can't imagine that there aren't students that are trying to use this just completely. It's 11.59 and your essays due at midnight and this is here. So I think I mentioned that in the blog post, like in universities and in school, I think this is really going to be an issue. And I don't know how the teachers are going to police this. I don't know how they're going to ensure because when you're doing academic writing or a paper, it doesn't necessarily need to be infused with your personality, right? If right. you're just writing on the history of the War of 1812, 
But it's my feeling that teachers are going to be able to pick up on it because AI is really smart, right? And you're going to know if maybe that slacker student all of a sudden is presenting like an A plus paper. So, I mean, there are just a lot of interesting issues around it. Yeah. From a, from a teacher perspective, it is fascinating to me because, I mean, I had tools when I was a teacher like turnitin.com or plagiarism checkers, but how do you plagiarism check AI? I think right. it's, I mean, unless you're seeing side by side the same type of paper, you're going to wonder, unless it's that slacker student who perhaps is utilizing it at the last minute. But yeah. all of these are fascinating considerations to keep in mind as a business owner and as just a human being. I think that that's really interesting. Let's go back to what I was mentioning earlier about the human component of my job in particular, copywriting, but also just anyone when it comes to business ownership. I think that there's always going to be a human component to the way that I tell stories, the way that I interact and share my client experience. I just don't think that even the smartest or the most intuitive AI can replicate that, but I don't know if that's naive. So what are your thoughts on whether AI is going to make some career paths irrelevant? I know you don't have a crystal ball or a fortune teller, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I have been listening to kind of news reports and other podcasts talking about ChatGPT and I don't want to be Debbie Downer. There are some people that really think this is going to be tough for copywriters and for those content creators, but I don't agree. Right. So I'm with you. I think at least in my own experience from what I've seen it producing, it's not going to be the same, especially in our online industry where you guys are so great at psychological sales writing and personal brand storytelling and things like that that just are not going to be able, in my opinion, I don't think that AI is going to be able to produce that, at least not for a while until they maybe figure out some other things with it. So I also think that because of ChatGPT now and maybe people are able to produce more not as good content, that actually business owners will want more copywriters on their team because that will be the content that resonates with people. So it will be kind almost a return to more personal and more in-depth writing and emails and posts and content that AI just isn't going to be able to replicate. I think people can sense when someone is being honest and authentic and ChatGPT just can't necessarily. Now, I think it has so many great uses. And I think as we talked about, like brainstorming and outlines and things like that. But in terms of like really the personal kind of writing that we use in the online space, I don't think it's going to be able to replace that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that perspective because I think that there's a lot of fear out there because there's a lot of unknown, right? And so I think that bringing to life the importance of the human being and even just, I know a lot of businesses and me myself, I love working with other small business owners, other solopreneurs. And so if I can work with someone on a personal basis and help put food on their table or vice versa, I'm going to choose that over investing in some AI technology. And that's just my heart, right? As a small business owner myself, I want to nurture and to grow other small businesses. And I think that that's maybe a piece that is missing from the discussion and the fear on AI. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it really is what's what's your goal? Where are you coming from in this? What's your business? If I were a plumber and just wanted some sale post on pipes, right? Like, mm -hmm. but that's different than the space that we're in. Right, right, absolutely. So my last question for you, and it's just kind of out of curiosity, I've utilized ChatGPT in brainstorming ways. So to generate names for speaking topics, to generate ideas for a blog post, but I've never utilized it in the way that we're talking about, where you're just kind of grasping everything it takes and putting it somewhere else. I'm curious if you've used ChatGPT or other similar AI platforms yourself and what usefulness you found out of it. Yeah, so I've only used ChatGPT. I don't even know what other ones are out there, right? Like this isn't something I know a ton about. And I have used it for brainstorming and outlines as well. I've used it for everything from like lunches for my toddlers, like ideas for that. I'm sure there's more like personal things I could do, but in terms of the business, I, I think you mentioned this, like I have used it, I was creating a new opt-in and I wanted ideas for names. And then it was really interesting because I was talking to it. I was like, but I want funnier, be funnier. And I've definitely used it for that. And I'm in the middle of writing a speech. And so I was using it for ideas for that, right? But I don't ever see myself being like, here, write these five emails and then just like putting them in my active campaign, right? Like, right. I definitely see the spin, especially for me with the legal writing. I have to make it less boring, right? Mm -hmm. So if I ask it for something pretty legal, it's going to come back kind of boring. And so I have to really infuse and update and things like that. So it is something that I'm just kind of exploring. I'm certainly not relying on it, but I'm finding it interesting. Yeah, I think interesting is a, is a great adjective to describe it. I think that I like to see what it generates and to see what it might generate alongside my own storytelling. There's been times where I've said, write a tweet about a new website being published and then I will have my tweet that I've written right over here and I compare it. And it's always, like you said, not just legal stuff, but it's a little dry, a little safe, mm -hmm. a little boring. And so I try to say, make it more conversational, make it more cheeky, make it funny. And there are some attempts there, but I really like my tweet over here much better. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. been an interesting side-by-side -side comparison. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your perspective. I'm so grateful. I am sending a big hug to Sarah for sharing her expertise with the Copywriter On Call podcast today. Be sure to check out Destination Legal at destinationlegal.com or click the link in the show notes. You'll definitely want to stop by the legal shop at destinationlegal.com where you will find a collection of templates for coaches, service providers, and more. From website terms and conditions and contracts to retreat contracts and non-disclosure agreements, Sarah has got you covered. We are thrilled to share the coupon code COPY for 10% off your purchase at destinationlegal.com. Thank you again, Sarah, for being here. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. Until next time, this is your copywriter on call signing off. Thanks for listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast. If this episode has you feeling all sorts of inspired to show up as yourself online, click that subscribe button so you don't miss my stories or practical advice to help you express your quirky, vulnerable, and authentic self online. Chat soon. Love listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast? Ratings and reviews mean everything to podcast hosts like me. 
I like to think of it as a modern day spin on fan mail. Your feedback helps me share my show with more creative business owners just like you who want to feel empowered to show up authentically online. Thanks for listening.